Hey friends, welcome to the Make Life Matter podcast. I'm Angela Donatio, and each week I share compelling conversations with leading voices. They encourage us to ground our worth in the word instead of the narrative of the world. Together we'll make our lives matter no matter what. Here's this week's episode. Well, some of us feel like donkeys in a world that celebrates racehorses. And some of you are already scratching your head like, what do you mean by that? You're about to find out. We, we hear the shiny and flashy success stories and they make us question our own worth and abilities, but life is not about competing for gold medals. It's about discovering our metal, M-E-T-T-L-E, and understanding that our unique strengths and using them to mine all the gold that's already within us. That's what we're going to talk about in our conversation today. I am here with Rachel Ann Ridge. She's an author. She's a professional artist. She's a motivational speaker, a certified life coach, and she works with individuals and organizations to help them discover their creative gold through hands-on workshops and retreats and coaching. And she's a brand new book that we're going to talk about today called The Donkey Principle and what it means to be able to live for the long haul in a culture that celebrates racehorses. She's a mom to three adult children. She's a Nana to five grandchildren. And you, and I'm going to put this in my show notes, but you can learn, learn more about her at rachelannridge.com. But Rachel, welcome to the Make Life Matter podcast. I'm so honored to have you here. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This is so much fun. Well, your book, at the time this airs, your book will have just come out. So congratulations. And this is not your first book, by the way, that has this theme of donkeys. So tell us a little about yourself, but I want to know how you kind of even landed on this being kind of a, uh, you know, the lens through which you want to talk about these life principles. (laughs) Okay. Well, first of all, I have to say, I never saw on my bingo card writing books with a donkey theme that was not (laughs) (laughs) in my game plan whatsoever. But um, it's just uh, funny how life can um, offer up interruptions and um, those interruptions can become opportunities to grow and uh, branch out and be open to new things. And uh, several years ago, a stray donkey literally landed on my driveway late one night at a very, very low point in my artistic career, realizing I was driving home from a, a project with my husband and we were just so dejected and despondent mm-hmm. that night, realizing that our our dream, our, our dream careers of being artists and, um, doing murals and surface design in the Dallas Fort Worth area was crashing and burning. And that night I was, I remember just sitting in the passenger seat and, and, uh, closing my eyes and praying that kind of prayer. That's just comes from deep in your soul. That's just a, Oh God, Mm. please do something. I, I need a miracle here. Mm. And that thought had scarcely left my mind when my husband slammed on the brakes and there in the headlights was this stray donkey just standing in front of our vehicle. And, you know, he's looking at us and we're looking at it going, okay, you know, rub the eyes. (laughs) Is this, what is happening right now? Um, you know, we live in Texas and donkeys are, you know, you do commonly see them in pastures, but never just out randomly at 10 o'clock at night, just exactly. wandering around. 
Um, so long story short, uh, we pushed, pulled, tugged, bribed, uh, did everything that we could to get this donkey into our pasture for what we thought was an overnight stay. And this donkey ended up becoming a permanent part of our family. Oh, and wow. we named him, we named him Flash. We never found his owner. Um, and we started just falling in love with this crazy, stubborn, long-eared, loud, 500-pound wow. <laughs> creature. And um, and this donkey flash became kind of like my own personal object lesson in my pasture hmm. for the things that I was struggling with in my own life. I began to see him. I see, I began to see myself reflected in this stubborn donkey who didn't want to go along with the program a lot of times, but, hmm. um, but had this sweet nature and this inquisitiveness and curiosity and, um, and this charm and grit that I wanted to just incorporate into my own life. So that's the long, that that's a long roundabout way of, of saying how this, um, how donkeys became a theme for me, a, a metaphor for, um, taking the slow path forward and, um, beginning to really see my own unique gifts and strengths in a new light, mm. um, rather than comparing the, you know, my own shabby, <laughs> what felt like mm. shabby talents compared to other people. I began to see that really by taking one step at a time forward, by embracing a slower path, by embracing my unique skills and um, giftings that God had put into my life, that I could really make something good happen. And that could be a way of, of blessing the world. Um, and that, so that's what I mean by embracing your, your inner donkey in, in a racehorse world. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing your story. I love hearing how authors land on not only the topic they want to talk about, but in a unique way. And I want to lean into some of this comparison you mentioned. Um, we're going to talk about stubbornness and how we can be stubborn about the things that actually do matter. It's not a bad thing. It's just got to be harnessed. So you're an artist. You mentioned that both you and your husband were artists at that mm -hmm. time you were talking. Did you do all the illustrations for the book as well? I did. Oh, they're beautiful. I did. It was they're so quirky <laughs> and unique. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I'm, uh, uh, an artist that I've done a lot of different mediums, a lot of color, a lot of mixed media. Mm -hmm. So this was a fun challenge to, to, to create black and white images that could be memorable and could go with the, with the short little chapters. And my goal really with the book is just to encourage, um, those of us that can feel stuck sometimes yes. in life and not really know, um, how to move forward we get, we get stuck comparing ourselves yes. to the, the people that we see in our social media feeds, on television, on stage, even in our churches, you know, we, we kind of tend to see like, well, success must be for those people. They've mm -hmm. got the talent, they've got the looks, they've got the personalities, they've got it all. And, um, and then we tend to look inward and, and feel like what, what do we, what do I have to even offer? Mm. And, um, so we, we really need to redefine what we mean by success. When we use that, like, what is, what is a success? Is that, is it having all the things and all the accoutrement that goes with, right. you know, uh, fame or, or career success, or is it something deeper? Is it, is it having a meaningful life? Is it, 
um, being able to serve others in ways that we are best suited for. And that's really where the satisfaction in life comes from. When we, when we find that pacing, we find our own groove, so to speak, and, and maybe even blaze our own trail to, um, to serve and give and love in the ways that we are best suited for. Mm, that's beautiful, Rachel. Let's talk about the stubbornness aspect for a minute. So when I was in Israel last, I rode a donkey and and we've actually used a donkey in an Easter production out here for the church. And they are very stubborn. Like you said, if they don't want to move, they're not moving. Um, so talk about this kind of aspect of stubbornness because you're encouraging us that we can be stubborn about the things that matter. This is the make life matter podcast. So, you know, we don't want to just not move when God tells us to move, but there are times that our stubbornness can work for us. So mm-hmm. lean into that for us for a minute. Well, I think there's a, there are a couple different sides of being stubborn. You know, when you think of uh, stubbornness as being someone who doesn't listen to reasoning, who doesn't, Mm. who doesn't get along with the program, they're maybe stuck in their old way of doing things. And, and um, to be honest, those of us in the donkey world, we really don't like the term stubborn Mm. (laughs) for donkeys because uh, donkeys really aren't stubborn. They have their their own way of processing information that okay. comes in. So you always see people trying to push and pull mm. on a donkey to get him to come. And you said it best, they're not going to go anywhere until they decide. Yeah. So they yeah. have to make a decision. So they're processing the information that's coming in. Maybe um maybe it's an unsafe environment or maybe they don't trust what the per- what they're being asked to do. Mm. Can you kind of relate to that as yeah, a- <laughs> absolutely? Yes. Yes. Um, and I like you even redefining that to say they're not necessarily stubborn. They're processing the information differently. And there's, we're so unique. You're, we're uniquely made by God. So to think that every one of us has to just be this racehorse, I've got to decide and move and quick that has its own implications and ramifications of being too impulsive, thinking too quickly, acting too quickly and not slowing down. So I, I would just love to, to learn a little bit more about the donkey. So my, that's my <laughs> only two experiences were riding one in Israel and then using one for, um, you know, this Easter production, but you have First of all, you you have just so many endearing stories in the book. It's a charming book with these beautiful illustrations that she's given us, but you do challenge us to find meaningful work and to develop the resolve that creates lasting change. So what is it about a donkey that, what can we really learn from the donkey that's so different from this kind of harried pace that our culture pushes us toward? That's such a great question. And I, I think, you know, very few of us really get to see uh, donkeys in the real world in the way that they serve um, still millions and millions of people around the mm. world. There's an estimated like 55 million donkeys around the world supporting oh, wow. up to five or 600 million families, uh, people that are within families and within communities. So we we see them as kind of cute or they're for the Christmas production or the Easter production. We don't, we don't really see them in um, doing what they do best. Yes. And so my, I just encourage us to think about um, that donkeys are a service animal. Mm. They are built to go for the long haul. So they're not in for a quick win. They're not going to win the sprint, but they're going to keep going and going and going and going. They're made 
um, I like to say they're, they're made for the gold mine. Um, so when we are willing, when we embrace that grit, that resolve to, um, be obedient to our calling or to, um, serve our families or serve our communities or, or maybe even branch out into, Mm. um, maybe a creative space. There is it, anything that you endeavor to do is going to take a level of grit and resolve to be able to see it through, to move past the initial excitement about this thing that you're doing Mm, to get into the dailiness of, of working it out, the dailiness of seeing progress that is probably slower than, (laughs) than, than we would like to. But the donkey mentality is in it for the long haul that says, I'm going to, I'm, I'm ready and I'm willing to take on this um, task or this burden or this life. And I'm going to walk it out step-by-step. It's not going to be easy, but I'm resolved to, um, to do it in a way that, um, that brings beauty and brings um, light and love and joy into the world. That's really um, the kind of stubbornness um, that that I'm talking about. Uh, I like to call it resolve because yes, it, it's a deci- it's a decision that we can stand firm in um, in the way that we are called to love and serve one another. That's um, so good, Rachel. It's so yeah. good. I'm glad you mentioned grit because people can, we can, myself included come up with an idea or we start something new or we we're going to lead our family well or a new job or entrepreneur or church ministry, whatever it might be. And then the grit kicks in and that's when we feel like giving up or maybe we just, you know, the wheels are grinding or that we don't feel the grace on it. Now that could be an opportunity to redirect and shift. That's a whole different conversation. But what you're describing is we need endurance. We need perseverance. We need resolve when things get difficult and they will, um, but I just so appreciate your encouraging us to be the way that God has designed us to be. In other words, not everyone is created for the sprint. You know, even if you think about the Olympics, you've got the, the sprint runners and they can just run so ridiculously fast for such a short amount of time, but they're not the long distance runners. When I was in Kenya, once I was able to go through a town that has produced more Olympic gold medal runners, marathon runners than any other place on the planet. They think it has something to do with the soil. And I happened to see the Olympic team running. We got a a chance to stop and talk to them. They were running barefoot and they were doing their typical 20 mile run on a given day, just 20 miles in a day. And so that's the marathon, but life is a marathon, Mm -hmm. not a sprint. And so what you're describing is, you know, don't try to be something you're not find your authentic voice be who God has created you to be. So talk about comparison for a minute, because it is such a struggle, especially with women, men and women listen here, but how can the donkey principle understanding this help us to get out from under this weight and burden of comparison? That's such a great question. I, I really believe that, that comparison robs us of the ability to see um, and recognize the strengths and the abilities that, that we have, that, that God has given to us. So, um, I'll just, I'll use an example from my own life. Cause this is, this is really real and, and, you know, and a little bit vulnerable, but, um, writing a book yeah. <laughs> is not for the faint of, of heart and, um, getting out and talking about it. I'm an introverted, I'm 
person. I am happy to be alone, uh, 24 seven. Um, I, I'm not, um, naturally comfortable talking about myself or about my work or leading a group. Um, and yet I have a message that I feel that I'm put on this earth to share. And so it requires me to do things that are out with outside of my comfort zone. And it's really, really easy for me to look at how other authors, other speakers, other people are, man, they're creating reels and zooms and TikToks, and they're on stages in front of 10,000 people. And, um, my initial, um, response to that is to literally shut down (laughs) and curl into a ball, you know, like, because I can never do that. Mm. I am not naturally gifted in those areas. So I have to, I have to basically read my own words, um, and be reminded, you know what, what are my strengths? My strengths are in one-on-one encouraging people. Um, my strengths are maybe not on a big stage, but in a conversation like we're having today to, to encourage others to find their strength. That is a message that's on my heart to share, and I'm going to find it in the best way that I can. So whatever it is that you're doing, you're always going to be looking at other people in your same field of interest or your same career path or a similar ministry path. And you're going to see the other people that seem to have all the success that have a greater platform that have greater influence. And, um, and that can really paralyze us. What we, what we need to do is, is just stop for a minute and think about our own story that the, our history that has brought us to this place, um, how we've gotten here, the people, our past, our present moment, um, putting that together with the interests and the passion that you have, the, maybe the message that you want to give, there's something that's really powerful in that and, and realizing that God has equipped you as a donkey Mm -hmm. with, um, all the tenacity, all the grit, the physical endurance, the charm, the ability, the resilience and resourcefulness to do what you are called to do not what the other person is called to do and to be reminded there's great power in that. Um, and I, I just, I would love for everybody to get to know a donkey (laughs) so that they could. (laughs) So if you could just picture it in your mind and have that, um, metaphor or that, you know, we're visual, I'm a visual learner. I need to see that object lesson. And, and to be reminded that it is okay to just take up the space that I'm given in life and then be faithful to that. And then the rest, the results, that's up to God. That's not up to me. I'm just called to walk it out. That's so good, Rachel. And it's not necessarily a message that we get in our culture. It's faster, higher, you know, quicker, more harried, more hurried, but that's not the message of the gospel. Mm -hmm. So I love what you're leaning into as you were talking a minute ago, um, in my book, Astounded, it's a collection of blogs and devotions, short devotions. And I have one that talks about someone is always going to be something er in quotes, er than us, prettier, faster, smarter, taller, shorter, thinner. 
and we can just get into the, the errors and get so tripped up in that rather than how am I uniquely wired? Maybe I'm a slower mm-hmm. processor on the front end, but then when I land on that decision, it's going to be solid. It's going to be uh, long lasting because we're called to abide in Christ and to produce fruit that remains for the long mm-hmm. haul. So this mm-hmm. is really about long haul living versus getting burnt out versus Mm -hmm. running quickly, but then not being able to sustain that. I have seasons where I'm doing things that I will say to my husband or a a close friend, or I'll encourage them. That's okay for right now, but this is not a sustainable pace. This is not a sustainable pace. So we're talking about, is this sustainable for the long haul? So many Mm -hmm. people start well, but they don't end well. They don't, you know, I just launched a book with my dad who by the time this airs will have turned 80. And this is a long haul life that he's lived. This is an exclamation point on a life well lived for him to release a book. So we want to go for long haul living that's sustainable. And that's what Rachel's encouraging us through perseverance, endurance, resolve, all of the things that maybe we've never even thought about a donkey before <laughs> the donkey principle. And, uh, and, and to think that we're not looking for a gold medal, we're looking for a gold mine and the metal M E T T L E that comes out of these situations and experiences. Um, and, and what goodness of God to give you a physical, tangible, a reminder of having this donkey. If I ever come through Texas, I got to come and, and meet and meet. Tell me the name again of your, a flash. Well, flash, flash was my original donkey, but now we have Henry and Tova. So there's oh, a I love trio it. of, of donkeys. <laughs> yes, back please there. do. Oh, yes, I love please it. do. And you have so many enduring, endearing stories in this book. Um, it's a charming book, The Donkey Principle, and, and beautiful, entertaining illustrations that Rachel has drawn herself. Can you share one of the stories with us before we wrap up, Rachel? And then I'll let people know where they can get a copy. Mm. Sure, absolutely. Oh, hard to hard to uh, boil Choose it down one. to one story. Know, right? Choose one story. But I remember one, one morning, this is when I just had uh, the two donkeys, Flash and Henry, my... Uh, phone went off early one Saturday morning and uh, my neighbor was on the other end and I'm groggy. And she said, she goes, uh, Rachel, there are a couple of donkeys that are running loose down the road and they look an awful lot like Flash and Henry. Oh, no. <laughs> and, and, you know, we bolted out of bed, my husband and I, and went to go grab halters and, and some sweet feed. And sure enough, I went and looked and I had inadvertently left the gate open, Mm. uh, when I had gone to feed them the night before. And, uh, so we, you know, hightailed it down and found them. And sure enough, they, they were out down the driveway, down the road. They were, they were belly high and, uh, wildflowers and grasses having the time of their life. (laughs) And, um, but all because, uh, somebody had left a gate open. And to me, it was a reminder that, um, we should all take a chance and live as if someone has left a gate open for us, Mm -hmm. that we sometimes are living our lives in, in enclosures that we've put around our own lives. Um, we've said, this is all I can do. Um, I'm content here. And, um, we don't even try, we don't even look beyond these fences and these walls that we've put up around us. 
But if we have that kind of curious mentality that is up for an adventure, we see if there's a gate left open, maybe we even go unlatch it ourselves Mm. and take a chance and see what's out there in the wider world. You're made for blazing your own trail. You are made for the long haul. You are made for an adventure of your own making that, you know, God has put trails in front of us that, um, that we haven't even dreamed. And often we're just content to live our lives, um, stuck in these safe little spaces. And so the book, um, the donkey principle is just, I, it, it's just a reminder that we can embrace that, that quote inner donkey and, um, and find those trails in those spaces that, um, that we're meant for and find, find the gold that's already all around us. Mm, That's so good. I love that. And the difference from living in comparison and competition is collaboration and not feeling like that Mm -hmm. for Rachel to succeed means I'm diminished. It means that we can celebrate one another. And so as you're sharing that about, you know, finding that open gate, I would even add also to leave the gate open for someone else in your life and to know that, you know, we're so much stronger together. We don't have to just be trapped by comparison and, and I've got to be better. I've got to be faster. We, we just have to be what God has called us to be. He will lead us into open spaces. That's what his word says. He's brought us into open spaces and a spacious place. And so if you feel boxed in or you feel like you're just not measuring up, you don't feel good enough. You feel like you're struggling with resilience, resolve, um, or you, or you want to gift a book to someone that you, you, you know, maybe they've, um, they have so much to offer, but they're just kind of, uh, not fully embracing exactly who God has designed them to be. This is such a precious book. It just came out the donkey principle. And we want to live for the long haul. So Rachel, let us know where you'd like for them to get a copy of this. And it's not your only book. You have other resources as well. <laughs> I do. You can find the book anywhere books are sold, Amazon or, or your local bookstores. Um, you can, you can, uh, wander on over to, my website is rachelanridge.com and you can see all my other books that are there. Um, it's, it has been an amazing journey just being open to uh, what sometimes the interruptions in our life can bring um, opportunities for growth and even creative challenges, um, meeting new people and doing things that we never thought possible. So um yeah, I would love for uh, people to wander over and and find those books. And I promise they will put a smile on your face and and also challenge you in a good way to uh, reach deep and and find that inner donkey. I love it. At first glance, it seems whimsical and fun, and it is. <laughs> but there's a lot of depth here. There's a lot of life principles here that we can apply to. And I'll never look at a donkey the same way. And I'll be <laughs> back in Israel in about, well, by the time this airs, I've already gone. And so I will make a point of, of finding a donkey and, uh, and, and looking at him or her in a new light now and just how much they can teach us about resilience and endurance and perseverance and what we were built for and made for and built to last. That's our theme at the church this year where my husband and I pastor is built to last. 
So you want longevity and, and there's so much that goes into that and living a life that's sustainable, a pace that's sustainable. So Rachel, thank you so much. And thank you for letting the interruptions of life become some, a part of your life's passion. And so we're so excited for you as you launch this new book, and I'm going to pray over our, our, our audience in just a moment, but I want to just ask you, we've been talking about donkey principles, but I'm going to switch gears a little bit. Although donkeys remind me of the Bible so much biblical times. And of course, as you just mentioned, they're still so prevalent today and, 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 uh, such tremendous service animals, but would you just share with us other than Jesus, who is that person in the Bible that has helped you to make life matter? Okay. I knew you were going to ask me a difficult question. This one is <laughs> one that is really hard, but, um, I can't, I cannot get away from my donkey theme. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to stick with Abigail. Oh, I love her. And, um, and I don't know if you remember the story, but she, um, she was one who rose to the occasion made a midnight wild donkey ride. She loaded up her donkeys. She had a donkey and it. The Bible even tells us that she had a donkey driver to get that donkey to go fast, to go and, and, um, waylay David and, um, keep him from attacking her, uh, family and, uh, her community. And, um, so she brought gifts and I, just the way that she, um, met the challenge with, um, just a little fight hastiness, a little bit of moxie and, yes. um, shrewdness and, um, and some charm probably. Um, but she had, uh, what it, what it took and she was honored for that. So I just, I find that really inspiring. Oh, I love her. My second Bible study is fearless, ordinary woman of the Bible who dared to do extraordinary things. And okay. She's the second woman in the Bible study. I think she's wonderful. And I was in Engedi, that part of the mountain ravine in, um, the wilderness section of, of Israel. And so you're right there where, you know, David's hiding in caves and then his men, you know, his motley crew of men are hiding out from Saul. And that's the area that she would have ridden down that ravine in the donkey. And I filmed right there about Abigail with her, oh. the waterfall and getting in the background and just thinking about her, you know, strapping on, you know, all that food and everything she was bringing rising to the occasion. That's so right. And just to know that, you're built for what God is calling you to do. And so if you feel like you're doing something and it's a struggle, I would pause and ask God, is this my assignment? Perhaps you're trying to live in a way or in, or in even a direction that's not God's full ideal for you, because we are given the grace to go with that grit that we talked about. So if God gives you an assignment He's going to give you the grit that, that we have to, we have to, you know, endure and bring that grit to the table, but God gives us the grace for it. And so, you know, let's just pray for God to give us the grace for whatever he calls us to, uh, let's not live another minute shackled by comparison mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. competition, but to just say, God, how have you designed me? And how can I sustain this for the long haul? And so it's, it's a wonderful, charming book. Um, the donkey principle, she has other resources as well. That's Rachel Ann with an E. So when you go check out her website, <laughs> it's Rachel Ann Ridge, and I'll have that in my show notes as well. But Rachel, thank you so much for joining us today. We're so grateful for your voice and uh, the way you're making life matter and you're encouraging others. 
in a fun and at first glance, lighthearted way, but principles we absolutely need to be able to sustain the call of God on our lives and to not get burnt out, to not, you know, be looking at someone else and the way they're running their race. Paul just says, I run the race marked out for me, the mark, the race marked out for me. That's my race. That's not the race that someone else is running. And so, um, and to leave a gate open, what a beautiful picture today. So there's lots of nuggets that we've gathered today and chew on some of this and uh, go get a copy of it and gift it to someone. What a wonderful gift as well. And I'm just going to close this out in prayer. Rachel, thank you again. And, uh, we appreciate you and your voice in, in the kingdom of God. Thank you so much for having me. It's just been so much fun to, um, to, to chat about it, encourage and encourage one another. I love it. And when I'm in Israel on a donkey or nearby, I'm going to tag you. (laughs) Here I am. (laughs) Please do. Please do. I love it. All my friends tag me with all the donkey memes and donkey pictures. And I love every single one. (laughs) I love that. And now I'll just be reminded to have resolve and resilience and and to have a sustainable pace. Mm -hmm. What a much healthier way to look at life than just racing Mm -hmm. through life and uh, to to let God dictate the pace. All right. Let me pray for us as we close. Lord, we thank you so much. I just thank you for this conversation. I thank you for Rachel. And I thank you that you have designed us for the long haul. You don't want us to burn out, to rust out, to give up, to quit, or to just live in a constant state of rush and hurry and discontent as we look around and we compare ourselves to others. So I thank you that you can allow divine interruptions to redirect our life, to give us uh, fresh insight. I pray for anyone who's feeling a little bit bruised by feeling like they're not enough and uh, that they can just adapt your pace for their life. I pray for resilience and grit and grace for every assignment. And Lord, we just also bless Rachel and the work that you've called her to do. And we thank you for all you're doing in our lives in Jesus name. Amen. Mm, Amen. Thanks for joining the conversation. If you've been inspired to make life matter, share a review and subscribe at cpnshows.com or anywhere you listen to podcasts. So you don't miss an episode. Connect with me at AngelaDonatio.com, Facebook at AngelaDonatioVOV, and Instagram at AngelaDonatio. Until next week, let's make life matter.